you're listening to Porch Time Podcast. I'm so excited. Are we doing this? I think we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Porch Time Podcast. And today's episode is especially amazing because Valerie Metz is back on the pod. She was our first ever interview back in February 2022 when we launched and so it's really special to have her back and especially to have her back as a collaborator on our new era collection and like talk about that collection what it means to her talk about heritage her values parenting motherhood her journey how we came up with the designs and just so much it's a jam-packed episode and it's also the first episode that we're ever launching same day and we kind of wanted to just launch this as part of the collection and our Labor Day sale that we're dropping right now. So yes, you can get 25% off all weekend through September 4th when you shop our new Era Cozies with code Labor Day in all caps at checkout. It's such good staples that you need. It's such happy colors. It's such great fabrics and we talk more about our process together and just how Val came up with these designs, how we work together as a team, and so much more. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. She drove out super early from Costa Mesa, got here around 7 a.m. We recorded it, and it was just so energizing and life-giving. And you probably hear that as we just get so excited while we talk. So this is a great one. She's a great one. And I can't wait for you all to listen. And I know that everybody's going to get something really, really special out of this episode. So enjoy. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you want us to have on in the future. Again, this is ad-free. Basically, the only ad is that we just have good all the baby's cozies to offer you all weekend on sale. So (laughs) thank you all. And um, we're so excited. Happy September 1. Okay. Valerie Metz, you're back. You're back on the pod. I'm back, baby. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. What time is it? (laughs) It feels like 11 p.m. now. I feel like we've both lived a whole day. It's only 8 (laughs) a.m. So, for everyone listening, this is the first time ever we are recording and posting the same day because that's just what Val does. That's how great she is. And it sounds like we have a gardener outside. That's great timing. Didn't think about that. So Val has a shoot in, um, yep, there's OD parking. Val has a shoot in downtown. And obviously we have our clothing collab Mm -hmm. and we're so excited to talk about it today. It's on sale right now for this weekend only. Oh my gosh. This gardener better end soon. But, um, and Odie is now whining. This is a day in the life on a Friday at 8 a.m. <laughs> but we were like, let's meet and yeah. talk about it and have some coffee. So we just had a little bagel sandies. Yes. Shout out Hank's yes. bagels. And we're having some coffee. And we're really excited to chat. And just invite everybody into your world, specifically in our world together, because you were our first interviewer. And if you've been following along, which we were just talking about from all the babies since the beginning, nearly four years in, Mm -hmm. you were literally one of the first moms I ever reached out to to send some cozies to. And here we are four years later, like Uh totally friends, totally in each other's lives Mm -hmm. and still so a part of 
work together. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, I'm really happy to have you back on. Thanks. Welcome. It's so special to be here. Well, you're the best, and for all of our new listeners, because I'm sure most of our listeners know who you are, mm-hmm. um, can you just introduce yourself again? And yes, yeah. So, my name is Valerie, aka Mama Folk. I feel like when I meet random people, like, Mama Folk, and it's, like, really funny. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny, because I feel like the name doesn't even match me anymore, but anyways... So uh, I am a content creator, I am a film photographer, I focus primarily on photographing motherhood, and um, today's photo shoot that's in a few hours, I'm actually shooting for a brand that's for moms, so anything that's like related to motherhood, I will photograph. Um, I focus more on like editorial and conceptual type of shoots rather than like I don't know, like the dramatic, what you see on Pinterest, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Um, But yeah, I'm a mom. I have two kids, Hendrix and Rio, boy and girl, six and three. They're in school right now, and I miss them, but I also love that they're in school right now. (laughs) Like, mommy's checking off a lot of her to-do list today. (laughs) I'm literally, like, going hard. I'm like, Dana, like, recording a podcast, photographing a brand, and then I'm modeling later, so. You're modeling later, (laughs) too? Yeah, in Highland Park, Yeah. (laughs) At three or three or four o'clock. Are so you kidding? I'm literally here all day, so I I might as well spend the night. And you've been up since like five doing this. Yeah, you're invited. Let me know if you need to. If you're too tired to drive back, literally. Give um, give daddy the kids for that night. Wow. I feel like this is like today is like a very like real day in the life, but I'm also like not every day is like this crazy. And I don't want people on like the internet. This is like an insecurity of mine to like feel like I'm just like mom is a workaholic. I'm never home. The husband's always the kids. I'm like, I'm with them too. I just don't, honestly, out of respect for them, I don't post them a whole lot on social media because they're getting older. But, um, yeah, so my day, I feel like, is normally not like this, but when it is, it it goes hard. It goes hard. (laughs) But that's what I love about you, and that's what I think everybody feels so drawn to is because for people who do know you, they know your boundaries when it comes to family and friendships. Yeah. And they know that, like, when you're with your kids, which is all the time, mm-hmm. you're so present. You're not on your phone. You, like, really value that time. You and Zach, her husband, yeah. together have, like, created those boundaries, which are amazing. And when you're with your friends, you're, like, with your friends. You're, yeah. like, the kids are asleep. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> or, again, with work, you're, like, yeah. so invested in the work, in the ask. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously we'll get into our collab, but specifically – Anything that I would ask of you, you would meet that need mm. so beyond, like shooting it, creating the content for it. Like everything was just over delivered and you took whatever basic vision I gave you and you turned it into gold. Thank you. And that's also like, okay, I'm going to show up a hundred percent at work. I'm going to show yeah. up a hundred percent with family. I'm going to show yeah. up a hundred percent, you know, for myself, which yeah feels like when it's you it's not happening right. but from all of us it's like no, no you're good yeah. breakdowns are allowed yeah like moments are like three this week like let's talk yeah. about it it's like coffee but I think like the number one thing just to start because I think that there's so many topics we can get into yeah. um specifically I'm sure parenting people yeah. have a lot of questions about because last time we really just talked about like your journey mm-hmm. and like how you were considering fostering mm-hmm. and a lot of people were curious about that but I'm curious just first and foremost because we touched on this but it's so connected to our collaboration is 
your heritage and where you're from and what that means. And I even wore today, because I knew we were going to talk about it, a shirt from my grandfather. And there's like photos of me at three wearing it. It's like a Greek shirt. And we call him Papu. So I was like, okay, I know that I like want to understand her heritage and learn about it and your story. So can you just walk people into that worldview and like life experience? Because it's amazing. Yeah, I feel like there's so much to it and I'm still learning a lot. And then also just like having different feelings from like, even from like five or 10 years ago. But um, I'm first gen American. My mom was born in Brazil, but immediately moved to Peru. Um, And then she switched off between living in the two countries, Brazil and Peru. Um, And my dad is from Mexico. He's from Mexico City, which is like my favorite place ever. I want to be there so bad. Um, Your house actually is like kind of giving me Mexico City vibes too. Oh, that's a big compliment. I'll take it. I'm like, this is a vibe. Um, And so, yeah, when they, they didn't meet until they were both in the U.S. And I feel, I like joke around. I'm like, the only reason why they like started talking because they were like, oh, you don't know English? I don't know English. Like, let's just, like, date and get married. Um, But, yeah, I, at a young age, they've taken me to their homes um, to, like, meet family and, like, be a part of family. We would go for, like, months at a time, which was so crazy. And I'm honestly, like, I'm amazed at how they could even afford that because now that we're traveling – with two kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so expensive. How did it's a my different time. do it? Yeah. <laughs> we literally can't like, even buy houses. We're I just know. talking about this. <laughs> but I'm like, it's also cool to see how much they prioritize that. Like, and that's even something that Zach and I are trying to do for a family. Like, we don't spend a whole lot financially on things. But when it comes to, like, experiences to share as a family, we're like, oh yeah. yeah. Like, we'll, we'll go to Mexico, you know, or we'll go to South America Um, so yeah, I feel like growing up, they did a really good job with that. And for them, I don't think it was anything that they like, I don't think they were trying to like, I don't know, set it as like a thing. Like I'm going to teach my kids their culture. Like it was more, it was so natural for them. They're just like, this is where we're from. You're going to meet your abuelo and abuela. Like you're going to meet your tia and tia and your primos. And so I was just like, it's like cool thinking about that now where like, I'm in a different place. I have to be very intentional to make sure that I'm teaching our kids about their yeah. culture because it's just, I'm married to someone who's like white American. And so even though he's half Mexican, but that's like a whole other story. <laughs> he was adopted. We so, talked about that yeah, in the first yeah. episode. So go back and listen. So he's like, I am half Mexican. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't grow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, you don't know Spanish. My guy. Um, but he does have such an appreciation for the culture too. He's only, he grew up in Japan. So I feel like he just has awareness and appreciation for other cultures. So with that, I feel like we have to be like extra intentional to teach our kids, especially because most of their friends speak English and things like that. So the kids are in a dual immersion school. They do half the day in Spanish, which is like, honestly, the coolest thing. I think every kid, regardless of what their culture is, should be in some type of dual lingo program because the like your brain it just like it's oh my insane gosh. what they can learn because what is it it's like until you're 13 your brain mm-hmm. can literally insane. become fluent in any language That's or something so yeah english was my third language at four yeah i learned spanish first then portuguese and then english did so. you keep any portuguese 
It's it too barely hard. there. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure that if I were to be in it, because yeah. most of my family speaks Spanish, it's only really my mom and my grandma that speak Portuguese. Everyone else is Spanish, so I feel like if I like tried hard enough or if I were in it consistently, I could definitely pick it back up, but Spanish is more, is my stronger one, yeah. so. Yeah. And then, so growing up, you were traveling between all these countries, speaking mm-hmm. all these languages. Did you ever feel like confused about where am I from? Who am I? Because yes. I know that's a question like my husband asked himself a lot. Oh, for sure. He was so proud, but he was like, yeah. anytime anybody asks him, where are you from? He, it's like a 30 minute answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because <laughs> he has moved around a totally. lot and was born in a different country and then moved there and there. Um, it's so hard being mixed. Like it's so freaking confusing. I was actually talking to a guy the other day who came to my art show and we were just talking and he's half, um, Chilean and half Russian, I think. And he was just, so we were talking about like, yeah, it is so confusing. And I think for me, what was confusing, which I watched like the Selena movie, like kind of recently, like within the past year, I watched it with some girlfriends because I was like, we need a good cry. And the dad in the movie said it perfectly. Like when you're in the US, you're not like American enough for them. But then when you go to Mexico, you're not Mexican enough for them. And I actually don't think I had the exact experience of, like, people in Mexico or, like, my family making me feel, like, less than them for not being, like, full Mexican. Right. Um, They've always been very sweet or, like, if they're slang that I didn't understand because I understand a lot of, like, South American slang, too, where it's, like, different. They were always, like, so gentle and sweet about it and never, like, look at this dummy, you know? Yeah. But definitely in the U.S., I have felt like I'm not American enough, even though I technically am, I was born here and growing up in a house where it was like very like heavy Latino culture. I, it was just confusing the second I walked out the door to Mm. be like, where, like, what am I like? I, it was like a filter I had to turn off depending on who I was with. And it's funny because like knowing my personality now, I feel like I do not have these different like personalities but I feel like I'm always looking for like how do I connect with this person so I kind of have like these different filters where I'm like okay like I know this person likes this I'll turn that on and like talk to them about that and so and I feel like it just goes back to like being like a child of an immigrant like being one way at home and then like stepping outside and you're like okay like this is basically a different country like you know so It's still confusing, honestly, but I feel like it's just important to embrace it and... Totally. You know. And give it to your kids in whatever way you want to. Yeah. Too. For sure. And do you feel like they're proud of their culture and they understand it? Like, are you able to imprint that in them? Yeah. Um, I mean, Rio's still a little too young, but Hendrix, like, he knows about, like, traveling like he remembers it he loves it and knows that like abuelita which is my grandma he called so she would be his great grandma he calls her tita knows that she can't speak english and so things like that um and he knows like oh yeah we have family in like peru and mexico that don't speak english and and it's cute because now that he's in this dual immersion school he's like i want to keep learning spanish so i can talk to like my family because they don't understand english so he gets it now, but also, like, not fully. So I'm yeah. interested and excited to see, like, when he is a little bit older, how that, like, inspires him. So, oh, yeah. I love it. Feeling not necessarily connected, like, 
like exactly what you said, feeling not quite American, not quite Mexican mm-hmm. or South American or all these things mm-hmm. and being like, I'm not enough here. I'm not enough here. Did you feel like you felt like a minority ever here? Yeah, I feel like where I grew up um, and the school I went to, it's kind of hard to like take experiences from like childhood because it's like part of it is kids just like saying dumb shit, you know, right. like like we're meeting this kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like kids are just like bullies sometimes. And so um, looking like thinking back as a child and like thinking about like my real name, like Valeria, like I always got made fun of for that. And which is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Not when other people try to say it's like it sounds like Valeria, Val- Valeria, <laughs> Valeria. Valeria. I'm like, oh, there were so many jokes about Valeria diarrhea, brown like her skin. No. Yeah, and I, again, part of that is just like kids being dumb. Um, and then in high school too, I went to a private school, but there were actually like a lot of foreign exchange students, and a lot of them were Asian, like Korean, Chinese, Japanese, and I felt like not like them, but just like familiar with them yeah. because they would, they were like the only people that would ask me about like my culture, like what are you. And it was like, and where not, are you from, yeah. actually? And not in a way where it's like, oh, where are you from? It's yeah. like, where are you from? You know, your features are so unique. And so in those little moments, it was really like, those were almost like core moments or memories for yeah. me, like having conversations like that with them. Um, and then also asking them about their culture. Like, oh, so what's the difference between like Korean and Japanese, the last name, like Vietnamese, you know? Um, and I feel like, the first time where I'm like, oh, I'm a minority was after my husband and I got married and I moved to the Midwest and we moved to like a small town. And um, that was when I dropped out of college and started right. my photography business. But we were like still very, very broke. So I picked up a job at the restaurant that my husband was working at part time. And there was this, um, I was working like a lunch shift and these like construction guys just like walk in and one of the guys is like, where are you from? But it's not proud it's, you know like how you were like, just talking you about doing here yep yeah and um and I was like oh I'm from California yeah like, thinking like oh my style's so cool I was a little accent girl <laughs> back in 2013 like Aren't we all in my twee era and I was like oh he's like I don't know maybe asking because of my style and he's like no like where are you from from like what's your accent and I was like do I have an accent like what is he talking about so it was just like a very weird experience and my husband told me ahead of time like where we're moving to is not like California like it's gonna be really hard blah blah, blah. and I knew there was it wasn't gonna be forever so I was like whatever but I think I like downplayed it in my head yeah um and we met some amazing people out there but there were also some very weird like you felt a difference for I sure I felt such a difference I was the first time a cop told me to like go back where I came from like what yeah like really nasty and as an adult it's like different being a kid and like getting dumb comments from other kids but it's also like you don't know any better but from like adults and like me being like 20 21 I was like you're like this is racism I'm yes like, this yeah. isn't like young kids bullying exactly. who probably came from the wrong home too of parents right. like that were racist yeah. this is like real shit yeah so Shit. interesting things like that. But see, Odie's Odie's advocating. She's pissed. She is, She's like, I'm gonna so fuck bad. that cop up. <laughs> right, Odie? <laughs> that's my dog. Um, no, it's but it is fascinating, and that's why it's me and Alex do 
fun little modeling on the side, whatever, yes. whatever, something comes our way. But we did just get a casting on Heritage and we oh. went to this callback and it, and that's why this is so timely too, because the importance of Heritage, right? Especially growing up in, in the U.S. and forgetting where you're really from yeah. or the values of where you are from. And we were talking about all these things and, and like all of your experiences are so relatable to me through the lens of my husband because mm-hmm. the way he speaks, the way that I saw him so proud to ask where, oh. our like Uber driver was from who had an accent. Where are you from? Like yeah. so intrigued to understand yeah. the culture. He was like, oh my God, are you Lebanese? I'm Lebanese and yeah. all these things. And he noticed this theme of people like dumbing down where they were actually mm-hmm. from when they were so clearly an immigrant or had an accent or yeah. were from somewhere but didn't feel like they could express that because of the type of shit that they would get from people like condescendingly at where are you from what Mm -hmm. why are you here get off my turf Mm -hmm. and i noticed that in my own upbringing not in my own upbringing my parents are so proud but it's like i'm armenian and greek and there's all these stereotypes about being Armenian in LA. It's yeah. like Glendale, mm-hmm. Armenia, Macon, uh, Americana, but it's like Armenian, Macon, yeah. you know, all yeah. these stereotypes, unibrows, no, 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 Middle Eastern, like all these things that became negative things. Again, yeah. bully kids, mean vibes. Oh, your legs are so hairy. You know, yeah. all when you're in middle school and yeah. come home crying, you're like, mom, I have to shave. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Do I have a unibrow? Like all these things that you're just immediately told not to be proud of. And yeah. so I took those things on and I had this Armenian last name, Garabedian. And mm-hmm. instead of being proud of it, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm Armenian. Haha. Like, yeah. LOL. Like I never wanted to say it. I would always like, I'm Greek and Italian. Like nobody seemed to be going against the Greeks. All yeah. the stereotypes were the Armenians. And so in marrying Alex, he was like, you're Armenian? Like, you should be so proud. And I saw myself just get prouder and prouder and prouder. And I saw what it did, too. And I met Armenians. And they would try to speak Armenian to me. And I didn't speak. And they were, like, so disappointed. But so proud of the culture. And I was like, I'm disappointed. You know, all these things. And so my whole appreciation shifted around heritage. And I think that's the conversation. of like, how do we actually be proud? And you are so proud. You don't dumb it down, not to your kids. Like, you're the first person in the room to be like, I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here, you know? And it's so special to see. And that's why I guess I'm going to segue into (laughs) doing this collaboration. Because when I was like, do you want to do a collaboration? Do you want to like design something together? The first meeting we had of your mood board was all based on your heritage. Yeah. And I loved that. And I wanted you to talk about that yeah. because it was a celebration of color mm-hmm. and feeling and mm-hmm. sexiness and like all the things. So, yeah, I know, which is crazy. Cause I was like back in March. <laughs> it was and a long, it took us a while. It was a it's full so, on shebang. Bang. Also like with that, I hope like anyone listening knows like production takes a long <laughs> time and things are constantly out of your control like I got to do the fun things but you I was like and you're getting married in the middle of everything I don't know like I'm just acknowledging you in this moment right now like I don't know how it's a lot you have done anything like you are a rock star someone buy this girl a drink I'll buy your drink 
No, someone by Valadrink for dealing with all of this shit. She had no idea what she was getting herself into. I was like, just let's design and make it pretty. Come to the fit, come to the pattern maker. Like this is all fun and games. And then it's like, no, we're delayed here. We're delayed here. This is expensive. It has been like so fun. And honestly, just it's cool getting like a glimpse into like the production world because I I don't have a clothing label or business, so I would have no idea. But yeah, I feel like back when we talked about it in March. And this is just drop one. Just wait <laughs> until the winter. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like back in March when we were talking about, like, you were so good about, like, whatever feels like you. Because I've had conversations with brands, not necessarily with collaborations, but in general with where they're like, this is what makes me feel like a token Latina person is someone being like, we like how you look aka the color of your skin or your features can you morph into this into like what we want and you were so good from the beginning of just giving me like you know creative freedom like whatever inspires you whatever makes you feel like you I'm like wow that's like so cool to hear that from a brand like it's very refreshing so I appreciate that but um yeah, I feel like the mood board I, like, put together and showed you, which I was, like, so nervous we were meeting at It was Adrian. great. I was like, this is my board. But it was a lot of pictures of, like, Selma Hayek in the yep. 90s. Um, a lot of oh, – she's such a queen. <laughs> a lot of pictures of, um, like, the beach culture in Brazil, which is, like, the terry cloth aspect. The bright um, colors. The bright colors. Like, yeah. All the things. I – when I was like thinking about like our lifestyle, what do we do as a family? What do I as a mom want to wear on the regular? I know I have like very dramatic outfits with like my cowboy boots, but I'm also like, I want to be comfortable and I want these pieces to look a little different than like sets that you see at like Target. Not that there's right. anything wrong with that, but I just want it, it to feel almost more of like an experience. And I feel like with your brand, Drew, it's like telling the story. And that's something that we like talked about from the beginning. Like, okay, like, what does what does a story look like for Valerie or Valeria who's like yes. getting her day started, you know? And so recording that reel was like very, very easy for me to do because I'm like, this is a day in my life. Like yeah. I am wearing my comfy terry cloth to like drop off with the kids, but like pairing it with like baggy denim because I got to look like the hottest mom out there. <laughs> and then going to the beach and putting on my shorts. Right. And like then- just genuinely you. And a yeah, part of you. Yeah, and just like I love, I never wear the same outfit all day. I'm always like mixing it up a little, like I'll either change my pants or my shirt. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to think of like pieces that like fit that, like pieces that you could wear differently or wear together. I'm always, I'm a sucker for a set because I'm like, you're basically getting two, two outfits. And yeah, and you're a big crop like, top girly. I'm a big crop top girly, and like honestly, the feeling of like being at the beach and like putting your clothes back on after you've gone and dipped like it's just so nice to wear with the terry cloth which is why I think we talked about a few different types yeah. of fabrics and we were like no terry cloth makes sense because like summer girlies we want the beach we're in California and it know. it has this all year long longevity about it too yeah. especially the colors we chose because it's like cool, I can just wear this with a blazer and the uh-huh. green can pop off or the red can pop off and I yes. have this little texture and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's yeah. gloomy, but I feel good. I yes, feel fresh. Yeah. It's like the perfect color, but not too much. Like you're not obnoxious with like color. It's like, okay, pairing this like green set with like a blazer, a leather or jacket the denim, and like you cowboy did. boots, like, you know. Um, 
And so that was really fun. And then we, I think we took forever landing on colors because we were like, we that was hard. Blue, we could do this. And we stuck to red. And I'm so You were a glad. big red proponent. And I that raspberry, when so we good. launched, was flying. It was. Oh I'm my so God. Everybody wanted the raspberry, Terry. I was Dude, like, red. Yep, everyone keep it looks coming. good in red. If you think about every skin That's what I feel. It's the only color that everyone looks good in. It's my favorite. It's, it's my favorite best. color. It's, it's always best. been. And on women, it's just like, oh, so beautiful. Spicy, feminine. This is God. your PSA to not be intimidated yeah. by red. Yes. By color, by feeling sexy and yeah. feminine, which is truly what we were trying to do. And like, that's why I'm so grateful to just have you on and talk mm-hmm. about it because it was a really fulfilling process to go about with you because yeah. working with you is not only so like, we're just so simpatico. Like we would literally finish each other's sentences, <laughs> but it's also our vision was so aligned and there was no stress. It was like, yeah. you're going to get done your part. I'm going to get yes. done my part. Yeah. It's easy. This might take a long time. I'm also getting married. Like, so sorry about the timing of this. But but I think what it made me realize, too, is that it doesn't all have to happen at once. And I think yeah. initially with this collection, I was like, Val, you have all these amazing ideas. I want to do the skirt. I want to do the thing. Mm-hmm. We have lots of great patterns that lots we designed together. <laughs> but in rushing them, it took away from the beauty of what they could have been. Mm-hmm. And... So now we just get to keep doing more drops and yeah. like keep testing all these special things. And we have all these designs that truly Valerie's not a designer. I'm not even a designer, but I own a clothing <laughs> company and we were able to create these pieces mm-hmm. and she was able to have this vision for yeah. what she wanted. We did the fittings with the pattern maker. Yeah. We tested, we pulled, we changed mm-hmm. and, and to like see you in that world mm-hmm. and thrive in that world was really special because you came in blind and you left like, empowered I hope of just yeah, like oh, for sure. oh this is a beast but I did yeah. this I picked this and yeah. it's not that intimidating after yeah. all and yeah. it's fun and it's creative and just again that whole idea of the story of your heritage and the mm-hmm. culture and the colors yeah. and the feeling yeah just being able to share that yeah felt really good thanks yeah the inspo is always like if, I don't think if my mom was from South America, I honestly don't know if I would have that strong of an influence with, like, beach culture because, like, a lot of people, it's like, I don't know, a lot of people in Mexico, like, they don't go to the beach, like, go to the beach. Like, yeah. you know, it's just there. And so, and I've noticed that that's a thing with, like, a lot of Mexican-Americans. But um, going to Brazil and Peru, like, my mom was, like, she was a beach girly. She was dating all the surfers, like, <laughs> Beach culture is just so strong out yeah. there. Ipanema, um, like all the songs. Yes. Yeah. All the all the songs about the beach girls coming out from like Yeah, the cabana. Yeah. 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 You, you say much but I'm like, Ipanema. <laughs> I didn't want to even try. So here we are. <laughs> um, so it was just like really cool. Like I love looking at photos from like the seventies and like Brazil. It's just like it's almost like a mini California. Like the vibrant colors, like the culture out there people are just so like lively and fun like you see people dancing I actually went to a um do you know the brand uh farm Rio yeah oh they're great they're so great they I went to one of their events in the spring and I brought one of my friends with me who has never been around Brazilians she's just like my plus one I was like come with me and like shoot my content love you (laughs) and um she like it was just almost like again kind of going back to culture and like feeling confused and like where do I fit in that moment everyone is like 
dancing, the DJ's vibing, playing like samba, and like every uh. everyone is just alive. And my friend was like, I don't think I've seen you in this type of setting. Like everyone has seen Party Valerie, but not right. like, you know, I'm at an event, I'm vibing. Like it, there's just like this happiness and joy with like the dancing and the music and people are like kissing each other, yeah. you know, and it is just, a feeling. It is such a good feeling. And so um, that's like the part that I like really am drawn to and I feel so comfortable with. Like I tell, I'm a very like touching, affectionate person when I especially when I meet people and my husband's always like you can't just like kiss random people on the cheek like I'm, I'm Brazilian like, I know I'm like but I did growing up we were like two kisses you know and so um yeah things like that so with the terry cloth sets I'm like this is like a little ode to Brazil yeah. like the beach girl in Ipanema like getting out of the water <gasps> going and getting her like plantains and black beans and rice after so no I love it it's been so fun and and also it's just really cool to again grow together yeah like you were again like I was telling you little Rio is in our sets yeah. you were the first mom and then then you like did photo shoots for us and then you modeled yeah. for us and yeah. then literally here we are doing a collection together it so only makes crazy. sense and this collection is going to be one that I think is well I think I know is yeah. going to be a thing this whole next year yeah. of like this drop here this drop yeah. there because we really we got we went in on the patterns guys yeah. like it's it's an overflowing collection mm -hmm. and you were a part of launching that new era of all the babies it's like elevated like still our cozies that you know and love but wear them from the beach to sleep wear mm -hmm. them from here mm -hmm. like dry yourself with this yes. new fabric that we're introducing mm -hmm. just so it was really special and I yeah. think not I don't want any of this to sound addy or salesy but like we genuinely loved working with each other and I think everybody could benefit from these pieces and yeah. they're also on sale right now this they're weekend right so now. and also it's local summer in california right now everyone's talking about fall i'm like guys fall we're not transitioning yet December. yeah <laughs> but i'm like mm, we got a lot of rain last year but also yeah. like this wasn't this wasn't that hot of a summer but now it's, it's feeling like summer late. again so i'm like yeah. yeah fall is starting late yeah. so and it was like 90 degrees the other day. And I was like, sweet, I'm wearing my pieces to the beach. I love this for me. But also the way we designed it too, which I love, is like you need these all year round. So mm -hmm. the pointel long sleeve is light enough to be a yes. long sleeve, but yeah. I could wear that as a nightgown. Yeah. And I could dress that up with boots and go yeah. to dinner and feel sexy yeah. or layer it. Yeah. Or the terry cloth I could sleep in, literally. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's easy. That's what we do. pieces. That's we what we it. do. We, we do. So... It's been amazing working with you on this and continuingly to get to work with you on this. So stay tuned for all of that. Yes. Um, but that was a little glimpse in there. Anything else that you want to add about doing it together that you want to share about your experience? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I have plenty of other questions about other things. So we don't even need, I think we, I think we touched on it. But I'm curious to go back to parenting styles mm. because I love that this podcast can be about founders, but it can also be about parents. It can be yeah. about both. It could be working parents, balancing all the things, juggling all the things, what yeah. comes with all of this. And I had this really interesting episode with the couple for the first time mm. where they talked about just the judgment of parents mm. and how a lot of judgment actually comes from not feeling confident exactly. in your own decisions. Yeah, And I feel like you and Zach just take all that off because you feel 
so confident in the way you're doing everything. I think at least that's how it yeah. looks. <laughs> I'm sure we're all second guessing everything all the time. Cause you're like, I'm raising a human. <laughs> Can you just touch on like, cause you guys got married young mm-hmm. and you had babies young mm-hmm. And can you just touch on truly growing up together with those babies mm-hmm. and how you both decided what priorities you wanted to have yeah. as you raise your kids? What boundaries? Like, yeah. again, how you want to, how you came up with the decision to make them go to a dual language school, yeah. all these things. Yeah. And I want to hear about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this could be a whole nother <laughs> episode. episode. I'm like, I'll be back. We <laughs> have, we have 20, 20 minutes Perfect. before you got to leave. We got, we got more than that. We got time. Um, Give the listeners what they want, Val. <laughs> I feel like, um, I will say, I have the benefit and privilege of being married to a teacher. He mm-hmm. helps me out so much because he's so aware of, like, what's going on with kids and where I'm like, I don't know anything, like, you know. So he educates me a lot. Shout out to Zach. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. We There's a lot to it. I feel like part of it is taking it day by day and knowing like at the end of the day you gave your best and sometimes it's a 20 out of 100 and other times it's 100 out of 100 right. and you just have to like accept that's what it is. Like this week and last week, for example, were very busy weeks. I had hardly been home and I had a few mental breakdowns about like, oh my gosh, I'm working too much. I'm gone too much, this and that. Um and I feel like the more than anything, it's like for us, like I want to be honest with the kids. I mm. Rio's different because she's still so young and doesn't understand. But like with Hendrix, like sitting him down in those like few moments that I have with him, bef- like after school before he goes to bed, and just being like, "I'm so sorry that I'm working a lot. It's not gonna look like this like all the time. I just like want you to have a little grace on me." He's like, "Yeah, that's fine. You're working." And so I, I get like, "Oh yeah," it's and so I, sweet I feel that you like, mentioned that. <laughs> Because I feel like for me growing up, my parents either overshared with me or didn't share anything. And like mm. something that I never got Ooh. from them was like insight on like communicating on what was going on, what giving me context as to like, why are you and dad so angry right now? And it's like, oh, cause they're freaking stressed with work or bills or in their marriage. And like, not that we have to fully, I'm not going to give Hendrix a five page essay totally. on like every single reason why I'm stressed at the moment, but just telling him like basically saying hey, I know I'm not, it doesn't look like I'm doing my best right now, but I'm trying and it's not going to look like this. And I promise that like in the next week when work slows down, I will be like more, I will be with you and like take you on a date and things like that. And how did you even know to do that in the first place? Because I didn't get it. <laughs> so you're like, what did I not get? What am I going to do? Literally, it's like, it's kind <laughs> of the common it's thread. Kind of like me and Zach sitting down, which we read um a book when, when the kids were younger. This was like, right before COVID hit, a book about, like, family and, like, spirituality and stuff, and a lot of it was, like, sit down with your partner and go over what you liked from childhood, what you didn't like, and bring those two together, because not only are him and I from different families, but we're from different cultures, so there's just a lot to it, and um, I feel like it was really good for him and I to just, like, process and, like, just, like, think about, like, really dig deep and be like, okay, what would we take away from what our parents did? And I know my parents at the end of the day did their best and there were still a lot of things I, like, didn't get from them. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I forgive them and I know I'm not going to hold it over them. I'm actually working through that in therapy right now. Um, and so, like, just, like, doing – giving my kids what I lacked from when yeah. I was younger. And I, I think I just wanted more communication and context and – And there's something freeing about, like, 
I'm sure you've like felt this, but like when you're bottling up like your stress and this and that, and then you're like agitated, there's something so freeing about just saying out loud, like I am so stressed right now, but it's going to end, you know? And so, well, that's also the beauty of it is figuring out what the lack is, but not overcompensating on the lack, which is always this push and pull where it ends up. The kids feel that too. Cause it's like, mommy didn't get this. So mommy's going all the way here to give this. And now she's like over communicating. And it's again, this whole other balance. Yes. Like actually the kids don't have to take that on. So I feel like you're sitting so well in the middle Thank you. where you're able to be like, mommy's stressed. Yeah. It's not always going to look like this, but today it looks like this. And I did just cry in the bathroom, but I'm not going to tell you that. (laughs) You don't need to know. (laughs) Instead of like, oh, I'm just, you know, sobbing. But it's, it's beautiful. Thank That's you. That was so good. I'm going to literally pull that and post that literally today <laughs> with I, that clip. I feel like, too, like, parents, like, need to apologize to their kids way more often, too. Mm. And that's always something. I've definitely blown up on the kids. I've definitely lost my patience in front of them. It happens way more often than I wish, you know? And so being able to say, like, I'm so sorry. That was not cool of me to, like, take that out on you. Will you mm. forgive me? And I think it's so powerful because I also didn't see that growing up like my parents never apologized to me for things until I was an adult and they probably have processed and were like yeah actually you know that wasn't cool I should apologize now but there's something so beautiful about and humbling about an adult apologizing to a child you know Mm. it like I feel like it just like sets a tone for respect mutual respect um and so yeah I feel like and then I feel like the biggest thing when you have more than one kid is just like taking them out on solo dates like totally I'll take Hendrix out for, like, our own little date. I ask him what he wants to do. He loves going to, like, museums and the library and stuff. And Rio loves to, like, go to the park and get dirty. <laughs> like, I love how different they are. They're so different. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating how so you could have the same parents? Yeah. Exactly same experience. Yeah. Well, maybe not because you're older. You're viewing it a different way. Yeah. But be so different. Every yeah. sibling I know is so different in the best way it's like me and my brother so many differences but beautiful differences beautiful Mm -hmm. similarities but it's like we came from the same parents yeah Yeah. is that just because we were born different months like I don't understand it's fascinating but it's also fascinating because it proves that everybody is this like unique vessel and soul and we all see the world differently yeah and what hurts me doesn't have to hurt you, but that doesn't mean that you're better or I'm worse or mm-hmm. all these things. And so to learn through that is right. fascinating, yeah. especially through your kids. Cause yeah. that's talk about like the best therapy For sure. is to watch your kids experience and then learn from them as a mm-hmm. mirror and be like, Whoa, that's actually a projection of me. Whoa, you're strong. Yes. And I want to be strong. Like, Whoa, yeah. do you, whatever. The, <laughs> it's like, wow. It's crazy. But dates are Truly number one. I remember valuing that so much as a kid. Yeah. Our parents would really prioritize dates. And it was like, I'm going on a date with my dad. And da, 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 and it's so, so cute. Or my mom. We would, And it was always a different date. Because it was like the girly date with my mom. Yeah. And then the like silly adventure yeah. date with my dad. And both are so important yeah. for the kids. Yeah. Oh my They're, god. I feel like Hendrix and Rio, like... Hendrix is a lot like my husband, but I think that, like, he's very creative at a young age. Like, writes his own songs, which, like, I, my husband has that creative bug in him, too. But, like, to for him to be like, I want to, can you take me to a museum? We're going to a freaking adult-ass museum. He's looking at the art and is, like, 
thinking about it, I'm like, what? But I feel like that's like, he has almost like, I don't want to say my depth, but like, I don't know. <laughs> he's deep like mommy. Reflection, you know, yeah. he's reflective like me, but then very like skeptical and logical and type A like my husband. And so, and which then, is so important too. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. And then Rio is like, vibes party girl let's go and I'm like that's she's party mom (laughs) that is also very much me but then has this like passion and like almost it's like her biggest strength and biggest weakness like she's such a passionate firecracker where like Hendrix is more like okay like chill about it like you're right you're right and Rio's like don't tell me what to do like scary Yesterday she was having a mental breakdown after school and she straight up said, I'm so tired of this. And I was like, oh, me too. Like, but I think she gets that like passionate, fiery yeah. like persona from my husband because Zach is also like, an, I don't want him to sound crazy, but like an intense no, person. Intense like, is great. He's very passionate and can also get very angry. And so it's like, yeah, they really are little reflections of us. They take these little yeah. nuances that they pick up the on and make it their own. The best and the worst qualities. I'm like, cool. And then that. just wait till they are at the middle school age where you add hormones in yeah. and you're like, oh, this is not the part of you that I love. I no, 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 no. Take off all, this is what my mom taught me is like, my parents were always, everyone would be like, oh, say goodbye to sleep. Oh, terrible twos. Like there was always this stereotype, stereotype, stereotype experience, expectation of how bad it's going to be. And my parents were like, we just never took any of that on. Like we, we raised you guys young too. And we, when you turned two, we invited it and we were so excited. Mm -hmm. The tantrums didn't happen because Mm -hmm. we just treated you as normal babies, took you everywhere with us. Like there was no even, I mean, of course we had our moments, but it's like, I love that because I do think as kids navigate specifically as they get older and changes and trying to just find their independence, which Mm -hmm. is truly the only reason we get moody and upset to begin with, because we're like, who am I separate from my parents? And that starts to hit as you hit puberty and grow up and like specifically in high school Mm -hmm. and you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I have a crush on this person. I feel like this. And like, who am I? I want to rebel. I want to do all these things. And we allow all of these, like what I just said, oh, wait till middle school. But it's like, take all that off and just, if you let your kids just shine in that, not that I'm a mom yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like then the experience is beautiful for you, the experience mm-hmm. is beautiful for them, yeah. and it's not as like, rah, 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 rah. Yes. Yeah. and you start to learn that as you have all these moments yes. too. Like, I'm allowed to apologize. Right. They're allowed to apologize to me. They mm-hmm. have to apologize to me. They have to honor me, but I have to honor them too. They learn so much from us. I actually had this moment, and again, I, it was a weaker moment. I lost my cool, but I yelled oh, at Rio. Wow. <laughs> and I'm such a hypocrite because I tell her, don't yell at your brother. So I'm yelling at her, and she goes, don't yell at me. And I'm like, oh my god, you're right. You're so smart. <laughs> you're so right. Why am I why am I yelling at you right now? And so I feel like it's just like, like why are we going to be the ones to be like, don't yell, don't talk like this, don't right. do that, when we're the ones... And then the kids become like the that. mirror. Yeah. They're like, um, I'm going to check you real yeah. quick. Yeah. Oh, she checked me. I got to Yeah, but look at how you learned. Like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I love it. And then how did you, do you guys like, when you knew that you were becoming a parent, mm-hmm. like when you were found out you were pregnant with Hendrix, what was the conversation with you and Zach? Was, was there a lot of prep around it where it was like, we're just going to figure it out? Like, how did you guys mm-hmm. know... Did you create the boundaries as it went? Like, how did you know what, how your parenting styles were going to be? I guess mm. you never really know, but yeah. did you guys 
talk about it? Did you figure it out as you go? Like, how did you make... Oh my gosh. Well, for context, I was 23 when I got pregnant. I went 24 when I had him. So that's absolutely crazy to me. Um, so I feel like ignorance is bliss in a way. Like, I, I feel like I didn't get super stressed or caught up in, like, parenting styles and this and that. Like, my friends who are now having kids who are, like, in their 30s or close to 30s, like, I can tell they're they're hitting that stress because they just they're a lot older and more mature and so yeah. they're thinking about all these things where I like lacked that right. in my like they're no longer naive which right. is sometimes the biggest blessing it's it's yeah. nice but then also so I feel like I did a lot of the figuring out like after I had him yeah um I had a pretty like I would say stress-free pregnancy aside from like working I was shooting weddings then so I was just like on my feet a lot and gone all the time so that aspect of it was very stressful but I feel like once we had Hendrix like Zach and I were more like, okay, what are we going to do? Looking at different things and just, like, honestly reading different, like, parenting styles in other cultures, too. Because there is that. so much beauty in that. Like, I know there's um a French book that a lot of my friends love. And then there's, like, a Danish parenting yeah. book. And um, so things like that. Just, like, taking away Such from, Such good like, advice. Yeah. From, like, little... From other cultures, but... Amazing. And then... What about the boundaries around being super present with your kids? Because mm. I feel like a lot of the times, no shade to anyone who does yeah. this, like we live in such a technology-driven world. Yeah. And when we're with our kids, we're simultaneously answering emails. We're yes. on our phone. We're calling this person. We're yeah. like trying to be present. But I actually saw this super interesting video of this mom. And this is where it all kind of hit me. And this is where mm. I appreciated how you guys do it so much. They were test. They were doing this study. Mm-hmm. And the mom was super present with her baby. So like making the baby laugh and doing all these things and the baby, like giving the baby things. And there was this real connected moment. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, okay, now don't pay attention to the baby. And the baby was desperately trying to get her attention and she was starting to cry and hit things. And like Mm. the mom was just ignoring the baby. And you saw like the shift of the need and it was fascinating yeah. of how much children are just yearning for presence mm. with their parents yeah. and just looking at them and wow. and that's like why those giggles mean so much all these moments where you're just locking in with your kids mm-hmm. and I'm wondering like how do you and Zach with your work with your mm-hmm. life with your friendships know where it's like we're going to go on this family dinner and we're just going to lock in with the kids. Like, how did you, Yeah. was it trial and error? Is it like, how did you? A lot of it was trial and error. I also think too, it like a huge factor is like maybe their age too. I feel like with, with babies, like, cause how old was that baby? That It was a baby, baby. Okay. So, but it was so fascinating. It's so fascinating. Um, we might have watched the same video. I feel like I saw something like that. Or we've talked about it too. Cause I was like, this is crazy. It was viral. It was on Instagram. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like as a baby and toddler, like that was hard. And I tried so hard not to do anything work related because I noticed that if I was in the middle of doing something work related and I, I hate getting interrupted so much in anything like totally. I'm talking or like in the middle of me trying to do a task. Um, I noticed that my patience was way thinner if I'm like in the middle trying to like respond to a brand or like type of an email or oh like God, edit photos so accurate. and I and it was like I was talking to a friend about this and she actually kind of pointed that out not in me but just like in general because she also does like influencing and content creation and stuff 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like that was just kind of like a check for me. I was like, okay, I need to like really watch myself. And this, this, I think her and I had this conversation when he was like two. So it was very much at that age of like, look at me. Okay, now I'm going to start fussing and crying if I'm not like getting your engagement, you know? Or if I feel that you're almost more impatient. Yes. Yeah. So then I really had to just like ask myself like, do I need to get this done right now? Mm. And am I going to, like, if I get interrupted, I cannot be impatient. I cannot respond ugly because I'm trying to do something instead of, like, engaging with my child, you know? And sometimes there are those moments where it's, like, I do, like, the wrong time. I do have to get this email. I do have to get this done. And it sucks that, like, my kid is with me. Um, But now that Hendrix is older, too, like, I am able to just, again, communicate and tell him, just give me, like, 10 minutes. I need to do this real quick, and then I'm going to put it away. And he's, like, okay. Yeah. And it's nice to call it like work rather than like, I'm just scrolling on Instagram. Cause like how ugly is that? Yeah. You know, like I'm just looking at all these things I don't actually care about for a serotonin boost <laughs> yeah. when I could just look at the thing I yeah, created for exactly. way more serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like a lot of it has been like trial and error, a lot of apologies, a lot of totally. Like, I wish I didn't choose to do that at that time. And not even with work, but sometimes when I'm, like, trying to clean or, like, load the dishwasher or, like, mop the floors, I'm like, why am I doing this right now when, like, my kid obviously wants to, like, spend time with me? Um, And something that I actually do with the kids is if I'm, like, I don't know about you, I cannot sit at peace with, like, a dirty house. Like, it's just very... Oh, my gosh. There's, like, that quote that's, like, let the dish... Like, the dishes can wait. You're fine. I'm like, actually, no. I, in order for me to feel at rest, I have to get that done. And very, like, sometimes, very rarely, I'm able to, like, turn that off and be like, it's fine, I'll get it done, or I'll ask Zach to do it, you know? Um, I call it work juice. I'm like, just get rid of the juice. Yes, oh my gosh. I need to, like, be in the safe haven. Yes. And then, so something that, like, I love that my mom did was she, it was, like, funny, because for so long, I was like, ew, she, like, made me clean with her. But I also think that was, like, her way of including me in that. Yeah. And so now that the kids are older, if I'm, like, if I'm, like, feeling that, like, work juice, I'm, like, okay, I need to get this done so I can just, like, sit and, like, my brain be at peace. A hundred percent. I just include the kids. I'm, like, Hendrix, do you want to, like, help me load the dishwasher and, like, just tell me about your day real quick? And so we're, we actually did this yesterday. Like, I love that. Yeah, where he's just, like, you know, like, telling me, like, oh, and this, and my friend did this, and I won this competition at school, and we're just, like, loading the dishwasher. And even though he's probably doing it wrong, I'm just, like, just let it happen. It's fine. Like, as long as, like my brain feels that it's like been accomplished like whatever. I love that so finding like, the connected moments yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's beautiful yeah. and I want to be cognizant of time since you have world's busiest day in LA <laughs> we're still good I'm gonna end with one more question and I think we actually asked this the first episode I highly recommend listening to this first episode that we ever mm-hmm. did with Val I'll link it in the episode but we chatted through her birth story. She, she tore third degree. We, we, we really went there. Chatted through her adoption Three journey. <laughs> Three holes into one. We've, we've all seen the viral videos and felt what that means. But she's, she's, she's pure and cured. Yeah, she has three again. <laughs> but um, I just want to do two follow-ups from that episode. Yeah. And the first one is... Uh, how are you guys mm-hmm. on your adoption mm-hmm. and fostering journey? Is that still a priority mm-hmm. in your lives or has it shifted with where your kind of busyness has taken you or? Yeah. Um, 
we had a conversation last year when my mental health just like completely my mom moved out of state and I was going through a lot of like childhood things that I hadn't like fully healed from and so I started going to therapy and last year was just very very hard emotionally and so that was kind of like okay now's not the time because I know there's no quote perfect time totally. to have kids or expand your family but I'm also like if we're taking in a child and Zach and I have both decided an older child um, rather than a baby and so if we're taking that responsibility on I need to at least be at like the healthiest mindset that I feel like I can be at and it's not going to be perfect but I knew that last year I was like I need to deal with a lot of these like demons that are like you know not in me but like a lot of things that I'm wrestling with and um so mature to make that decision though by the way yeah and we also wanted to wait for the kids to be in school full-time which they actually started this year full-time so well real so we're looking and thinking into the next year so amazing well that's exciting we'll have to do a part three to talk about we're just gonna keep doing this quarterly yeah i'll just like keep updating you guys and everything (laughs) i love that update for for the first episode listeners and also i forget if this was the exact question i asked in the first episode but it probably was because it was always the question we asked but i'm curious how your answer has changed as Mm. your kids have grown up what does being a mom mean to you Sorry to really throw that one out there. You don't have to answer it quick. Ooh, I know. I don't even know if I can. I like, I'm going to say like a safe place, Mm. being a safe place to your kids. I want to be that and I hope to be that already. But I like when life gets harder and they're older and they're dealing with things, I just want them to know that I'm always a safe place for them to talk to and like be with. And I feel like you have that so well with your mom. Like you guys are so close and it's so inspiring because I don't necessarily have that with mine um in other ways you know right but I just hope that they can feel like they can come to me and feel seen and feel validated so which you already give them and you're going to only learn how to give them more as you work on yourself (laughs) through all this no it's a beautiful that was a great answer and the last thing is where can people find you how can we support you tell us all of it um I'm most active on Instagram at Mama Folk or Mama. Can you spell both? Yes, Mama Folk, M-A-M-M-A, and then F-O-L-K. And my um, photography page is Moms on Film. (laughs) Be Um, careful if you Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Google MomsOnFilm.com. I'll take you to an adult website. There's a niche for everything. Um, Moms on Film Co. Or Moms.co. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, wait, I don't even It's know. like all the you know. Yeah, we're yeah, too yeah. cool for the M. We're too cool for the M. <laughs> but um yeah, you guys can find me there. I also have a podcast which I took a big break from because some But it's great. So. Yeah. And it's called Hey Amigas Podcast and I talk more about culture, motherhood, business, all the things because I feel like I wear so many You hats do all and... the things. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And you can shop our collaboration, yes. which Truly was so dreamed up and beautified by the one and only Valerie Metz. Thank you for that. And it's 25% off through Labor Day. You can find that at allthebabies.co. Follow us on Instagram, especially Mama Folk. She's got the best content out there. And um, really, really quick, what about, do you have any upcoming gallery showings? I know you've been doing mm, that, that you could. Good question. 
But everyone excited so. by. I wanted to squeeze in an event for Hispanic Heritage Month, which starts September 15th. Um, I think due to my schedule, I just don't have time to host events. So TBD, but I will probably be hosting a spring art show. Great. Probably in Costa Mesa. So if he wants to come to Costa Mesa, it's worth it, I promise. Um, oh, we didn't even touch on Spanish Heritage Month. No, it's fine. But we, we talked about culture, There's so it's okay. Things. It's okay. It's all connected. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like I randomly decide to like throw an event. So just follow me on Instagram and you'll see what kind of event I feel like. And maybe we'll have an event together. So yippee yippee. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> well, thank you. This was amazing. Thank you. thank you for waking up at the crack of dawn <laughs> to drive an hour and 15 minutes to You're be here, good. to have breakfast with me outside to record with coffee it's been the best morning i feel so awake because of it have the best shoot and then the best modeling and then please drive safe to la to back to costa mesa and if you need a place to crash i got you and i love you and this has been so fun i love collaborating with you and stay tuned for what we have because it's great and just support val and everything that she does because she's the best mom best content creator best photographer best collaborator best all of it and hire her for all your collaborations because she easy in the best way in the best way she knows her worth but she's also like fantastic so thank you and thank you you for dealing with all the little distractions of the dogs and the husband (laughs) arriving from crossfit and all of it we love you all and thanks for listening Bye. bye